Well, good morning or good afternoon, depending on when you're listening to the Bible Survey uh, Sunday School lesson. And I know some of our senior adults that are not in uh, the Bible Survey class will also be listening to this Bible study. And uh, I'm just so glad to be with you today. Uh, these are, again, still difficult days. And I am um, here in my office at church and doing this recording. And just, uh, it's a lonely place. As far as I know, uh, today there are only two people here in the building. And so we have um, just kind of sheltered at home and trying to do what the authorities say uh, to keep us all safe. But once again, I do miss you so much and look forward to us all being together again real soon. Uh, today, I'm going to uh, look at a Bible study in Psalm chapter 121. I know a few years ago, I um, went through this psalm on a Wednesday night. In fact, it was uh, February the 9th, 2014. And so that's been many years ago. But this psalm is a wonderful psalm of assurance. And my, how we need that today. By the way, talking about reaching out to people and what we can do to bless one another, let me encourage you to find five different people, uh, five different people to reach out to the call. Uh, you could go through the uh, Sunday School directory or maybe the church, the old church directory, and uh, just find five people uh, to reach out to and to check on this week. If we all did that, uh, that would be a wonderful thing. And so today we're going to look at Psalm 121. You know, um, in these days we just need to hang on tight to the Lord. And so I've entitled this study, Hang On Tight. I remember the story of Billy Graham. Uh, Billy Graham told years ago how that someone asked him the secret of faith. And he said, man, you just got to hang on tight to the Lord. And so in these days, we need to hang on tight. We need a firm grip on our faith. Psalm 121 is part of the Psalms of Ascent or Degrees. Uh, there are many Psalms that we find that um, were Psalms of Ascent. In other words, they were Psalms or really songs that were sung as they went to the house of the Lord. And man, how exciting that must have been as the people of God were ascending the steps, going into the temple, and they were singing, they were celebrating because they could go to the house of the Lord. Now you and I can kind of identify with that today. Uh, there will be a great celebration. Uh, there's going to be a time of joy when we once again can assemble at the house of the Lord. Now think about the Hebrews. Uh, the Jewish people got to go to the house of the Lord three times a year. And during those times, it was a time of great joy, a time of great celebration. And so you find these Psalms of Ascent. Uh, Jerusalem is on a high hill. In fact, to go to Jerusalem, you have to go up to the city. You travel through the valley before you get to Jerusalem. And so you and I can 
identify with that today. Uh, also, some commentaries call Psalm 121 pilgrim songs. In other words, they are uh, psalms or songs that are sung uh, by pilgrims. And it just reminds us that we are traveling through this world. Uh, nothing here is permanent. Everything seems to be temporary. Also, you find a form of the word keep uh, three times or rather six times in this psalm. So six different times you find this phrase keep. In verse number three, uh, it appears there. And then, like I said, six other times the word keep or uh, to preserve you find in the New King James Version and other translations translate that word different. Uh, one translation says preserve, another says keep. And uh, we are only kept as we hang on to the Lord. And so uh, let's begin by reading this wonderful psalm. And I'm going to read Psalm 121 in two different translations. Uh, first of all, in the New American Standard Bible. I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. From where shall my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to slip. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your soul. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forever. Now let me also read Psalm 121 in the Message Paraphrase Bible uh, done by Eugene Peterson. And this is the Message Bible, Psalm 121. I look up to the mountains. Does my strength come from the mountains? No. My strength comes from God who made heaven and earth and mountains. He won't let you stumble. Your guardian God won't fall asleep. Not on your life. Israel's guardian will never doze or sleep. God's your guardian. Right at your side to protect you. Shielding you from sunstroke. Sheltering you from moonstroke. God guards you from every evil. He guards your very life. He guards you when you leave and when you return. He guards you now. He guards you always. Man, what powerful, wonderful words those are. In the situation, the dilemma that we face with COVID-19, we have a God that we can hang on to tight. And so we need to do that today. Only Yahweh or Jehovah was the true God of the Hebrews. And so it's a reminder, a reminder of the power and the greatness of our God, the only one that we can truly count on. The Bible says in verses 1 and 2 of Psalm 121, He is the Creator of heaven and earth. In other words, there is nothing that exists 
that He did not create. Also in verses 3 and 4, the Bible says our God, He never sleeps. In fact, He doesn't even slumber. He doesn't doze off or get drowsy. And then in verses 5 and 6, it says that He is there day and night. God watches over us when we're awake, and God watches over us when we are asleep. And then verses 7 and 8, the Bible says that God is our protector from all evil now and forever. And so we, we find this psalm talks about the greatness of our God. And so let me just share with you four reasons. And you know me, I've always got to have a good outline. Let me give you four reasons why we are to hang on to the Lord tight in the dilemma that we face today. Number one, because my Lord's power is before me. Oh, listen, God is a powerful God. We find this in verses 1 and 2. The Lord goes before us in power. Now, I'm sure that when the psalmist wrote this, perhaps he was thinking back to the time of the Exodus. Remember how that God went before the Hebrews. Uh, there was that pillar of fire, and there was that cloud that led the people of God. God always goes before us. But you know something that you find in the Word of God time and time again? God never goes behind us. In other words, God never calls us to retreat. There are times when we want to go back. There are times when we want to retreat. There are times when the past looks better than the present or the future. But God never blesses a people that go back. Retreat is not to be in our vocabulary. And so the Bible says we are to push forward because God's power is before us. Now, verses 1 and 2, let me just read those verses again. I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. From where shall my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And so there in verses 1 and 2, the psalmist said, don't look at the mountains. In fact, just looking to the hills brought anxiety and fear. Robbers and thieves were in those hills. I remember last Sunday, I, I was on the prayer line and I answered 25 phone calls in two hours from 10 a.m. to 12 noon last Sunday. And as I was in that prayer room and as I was in there answering those phone calls, I got phone call after phone call from people that are fearful. They are afraid to go to sleep at night. They are afraid that someone's going to break into their house. They are afraid they're going to catch this COVID-19. The Bible says, man, don't look at the hills. Don't look at the mountains. You've got to get your vision higher than that. I am grateful for medical doctors. I am grateful for technology. I am grateful for all the ways that God has blessed me. But my faith and my hope and my certainty has got to be higher than that. Verse number 2 says, My help comes from the Lord. Oh, this God is the God who made heaven and earth. He has a higher throne. 
You know, in Isaiah chapter 6, Isaiah the prophet, um, Isaiah was the prophet to the kings. And when King Uzziah died, it shook his world. But in Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1, the Bible says, In the year of King Uzziah's death, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, lofty and exalted, with the train of His robe filling the temple. You know, when you and I look up to the Lord, we see a God who is highly exalted. We see a God who is sitting on the throne. And so whatever happens, whatever we go through, God is on the throne. God is the ultimate one in charge. Do you remember the old hymn, This is My Father's World? The text of that hymn says, This is my Father's world. Oh, let me ne'er forget that though the wrong seems oft so strong, God is the ruler yet. This is my Father's world. The battle is not done. Jesus who died shall be satisfied and earth and heaven be won. I want to tell you, the battle belongs to the Lord. And God will be victorious. You and I need to hang on tight to our faith. During these days, we need to be an example of a people of God who have faith that is strong, that is steadfast, and that is certain. God's power is before us. Man, never doubt that. God is already in the future. God is already preparing a way for you and I. Trust His power in your life today. Alright, number two. Second, we've got to hold on tight because my Lord's providence is with me. Man, listen, His providence is with me. I believe with all my heart that God owns my life because I, I have given my life to Him through Christ. And therefore, God's providence is in my life. God directs my life. Jeremiah 29.11, that wonderful verse, says that God has plans for you and I. Now in verses 3 and 4, the psalmist here is talking really to his own soul. Uh, the psalmist is talking to himself. Uh, my, my grandmother used to do that all the time. She'd have great conversations with herself. And uh, my sister and I would kind of laugh at that. But you know, the older I get, the more I do that. Conversations with yourself. Let me read again verses 3 and 4. Now listen to what the psalmist says to himself. He will not allow your foot to slip. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Now perhaps the psalmist here needed just simply a holy reminder. Perhaps the psalmist needed to remind himself of how great and how wonderful God was to him. But he is claiming God's providence in his life. Verse number 3 uh, uses the phrase, uh, He will not allow your foot to slip. I want you to know God's not going to let your foot slip, slide, stagger, or be shaken. Listen, that is true. God's not going to allow you to be moved. He is your guardian and He is your guide. God has providence in your life. 
And so during these days of facing a terrible pandemic, man, realize that God has ownership of your life. Your name is written in the book of life. You are before Him always. I believe in heaven today that, that when you and I pray, perhaps the very Son of God goes over to the book of life and traces your name there in that book. In the book of Jude, chapter, really just one chapter in Jude, but in Jude verse 24, you find a wonderful verse on God's guiding and guarding. Jude 24 says this, Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of His glory, blameless with great joy. Every step I take, listen, every step we take is directed by the Lord. A pagan out there, someone that doesn't have faith in Jesus, uh, has no foundation to stand on, but you and I have this providence within us. You know, think about the people in the Bible that faced terrible uh, disastrous times. Those that had faith had a rock to stand on. Those that had faith had the certainty of God's providence in their life. In the book of 1 Kings chapter 18, there's the story of Elijah at Mount Carmel. Remember how that Elijah there in 1 Kings chapter 18 verses 20 through 40 how that Elijah even taunted those false gods. But then Elijah built the altar to the true God. And when Elijah prayed, the Bible says that the fire of God fell and consumed that altar, consumed that sacrifice. Dead gods don't answer prayers. But you and I have a living God. You and I have a God who is always watching over us. Let me give you another psalm to look at. Psalm chapter 34. In Psalm chapter 34, verse 15, it says, The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and His ears are open to their cry. Man, what a wonderful verse that is, that that the eyes of God are open to you and I. And when you and I pray, when you and I cry out to God, His ears are open to our cry. So I would say today, man, listen, hang on tight. Listen, don't give up. Be faithful to the Lord because the Lord's providence is with you. All right, let me give you a third thing today. Number three. Number three, hold on tight because the Lord's presence is beside you. Man, listen, my Lord's presence is beside me. Now, this is found in verses 5 and 6. And let me read those verses again. Verse number 5. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. And then verse number 6. The sun will not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. Oh, listen, the psalmist says that God is your keeper and God is your shade. His presence is beside us. And so, not only is God before us, and not only is His providence within us, 
But the Bible says that God surrounds us with His protection. His presence is always beside us. Warren Wearsby, the great commentator, said this, Our Keeper is on the throne looking down on us, but He is at our side to shield us from all harm. Let me read that again. Warren Wearsby said, Our Keeper is on the throne looking down on us, but He is at our side to shield us from all harm. Shade speaks of a protective presence. God shades us. God's presence overshadows us. Sun and moon speak of dangers. Dangers by night. Dangers by day. But the psalmist says, night or day, God is always by our side. The Lord's presence is always with us. Hebrews Chapter 13, verse number 5 says this, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you. Hold on tight, because the Lord's presence is beside you. I was driving down to the church this morning, and I noticed how many cars are still on the road, and people having to go places, and, and some of those, I'm sure, were doctors or nurses going to the hospitals. And I was thinking about how that God always surrounds His people with protection. And how that God is always there by our side with His presence. You know, for you and I, our security is so secure because our salvation doesn't depend on what we do. It depends on what Christ did at Calvary. Oh, I love the old gospel hymn. Jesus paid it all, and all to Him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. But listen, (laughs) Jesus washed it white as snow. And so I would say to you, hold on tight, because His presence is beside you today. Alright, number four. Fourth and last. Hold on tight. Because my Lord's protection is around me today. And so number four, we find the Lord's protection is surrounding us. And so not only does God go before us, not only is His providence within us, not only is His presence always with us, but number four, His protection is always around us. And that's verses 7 and 8. And let me read verse 7 and 8 again. The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your soul. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forever. Man, to be kept from all evil does not mean a troubled, free life. We're finding that today, aren't we? Our world today is facing this pandemic. And in the midst of this, sometimes the people of God say, why? Well, I I can't really answer that question. I know that Romans 8.28 says, all things work together for good to those that love the Lord, to those who are called according to His purpose. Now, the Bible doesn't say all things are good. No, they're not. There are terrible diseases and, 
and terrible things that we face. But yet the Bible says in all of that, good and bad, all things, God somehow, someway can work things out for His good and His glory. God circles the wagons around you and I. I love to watch old Western movies. I love John Wayne. And some of those John Wayne movies from years ago when, when the uh, Indians were going to attack, they would circle the wagons. They would circle the wagons and, and they would find protection in one another. Well, you and I know that today God circles the wagons around us. The Bible says that He will guard your going out and He guards your coming in. Oh, in that last part of verse 8, from this time forth and forever. Let me close today by talking with you about a, a wonderful missionary, David Livingston. Uh, David Livingston was such a wonderful missionary, fell in love with the people there in Africa. And as David Livingston um, got close to death, he even said they wanted his heart buried there in Africa. David Livingston, though the great missionary to Africa, when he went to the mission field, when he had his commissioning service, they read Psalm 121. And they also read Psalm 135. Those two psalms he wanted read at his commissioning service. And I want to read for you just part of Psalm 135. I want to read verses 1 and 2 in Psalm 135. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise Him, O servants of the Lord, you who stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God. Well, you and I, for some days, and perhaps for some weeks, will not be able to stand in the physical house of the Lord, but yet we can stand in the tabernacle of God spiritually. We can lift up our eyes to the Lord. Don't look at the hills. Don't look at man. Get your eyes higher than that. We lift up our eyes today to the, to the, to the throne of God. You know, in Scripture, it seems like God likes the high places. God called Abraham and Isaac to Mount Moriah. God called Moses to Mount Sinai. Jesus went to the Mount of the Beatitudes. Jesus also was on the Mount of Transfiguration where He became glorified as He will be for eternity. And Jesus went to a mountain. He went to Mount Calvary to die the death that you and I couldn't die because He lived the life that you and I could never live. In Revelation chapter 21, we find John looking. Revelation 21, 10 and 11, John looks at the finality of our faith. When we shall be gathered before the throne of God, listen, until that day, hold on tight. Hold on to your faith. Get a grip on the Word of God. Be faithful during these times. Be a testimony 
for the Lord's greatness. And may the Lord bless you richly as you look to Him. I look forward to seeing you soon. Hang in there. May the Lord bless you.